this episode was originally only supposed to be about how I became a manga reader, which I did promise slash tease in one of my previous episodes. But while I was scrolling through my past, like past life experiences, that's a thing I do apparently for this podcast, I came across a part of my childhood that I had almost forgotten. And that is about my, you know, history with uh, comic books uh, during my childhood. That was completely like, you know, a, a memory, a core memory that was just uh, got gotten lost somewhere along the corners of my brain. And when I came across that story, that incident, that experience uh, from my childhood, I thought that I would dig it, excavate it from the corners and the depths of my past. And, you know, resurface it for this episode because I think that the journey slash history from me going from comic books from my past to present day Japanese comic books that you guys refer to or we all refer to as manga is one heck of a beautiful story. So let's begin. In the early 2000s, you know, sometime when I was born. No, wait, actually, yeah, that was when I was born. But, you know, somewhere in my childhood, uh, what happened is my father subscribed us, me, my siblings, to a comic book service, okay? So what happened was, I'm trying to recall the details so that you guys can get a nice foundation to it because I myself, am, I am sort of blurry on this entire thing myself, okay? Because as I said, I myself had forgotten about this entire part of my childhood. Okay, so one day what happened was, the around like, uh, let's say around 1.5 kilometers from our house, there was this one small stand, okay? It seemed to be a newspaper stand ran by a very local guy who seemed to sell lots of magazines. He had tons of books, magazines, a very small stall on the side of the road, you know, with metal stuff and whatnot. It was a very temporary stall. And so you could go to him for your daily newspapers, your monthly magazines and whatnot. And I remember that one time we went to this, uh, this person, this person who was in charge of the stall and my father went and subscribed to a comic book service. What, how this comic book service worked was that we paid them a uh, monthly, right? A flat fee or, you know, uh, the charge. And uh, once a month in the mail, in our home, in a parcel, we would get two comic books. Okay. Now these, there were two types of comic books, both were not the same, but were both from the same company. Okay. Now, one was the very thin, flimsy, magazine-style comic books that would be a little bit uh, larger in size. That would be around 25 pages long. And the second type of comic book would be like a digest of a comic book, which would be of 100 pages and it would be a sh uh, sh smaller book, you know, the, like a novel size, like 5 by 8 inches of sorts. And uh, that would be like a larger collection of stories, basically like an archive uh, one. Whereas the thin, flimsy magazine-style one, would be uh, would contain latest uh, chapters from all their characters and issues and whatnot. Now, this comic book was by no means your, you know, your uh, top of the line, you know, your flagship Marvel and DC superhero comics. No, no, no. This was a very independent uh, Indian, uh, you know, comics for children, right? And I did not, and see, uh, these characters, right, the ones that uh, they, they uh, was, were there in these comics, they were, of course, no, no superhero by any chance or, or were not of the drawing, animation, style, coloring that the, the Marvel and DC comics or any other top-of-the-line non-superhero comics are. But for what they were, in my childhood, they were amazing. Some of these characters had such funny, quirky traits about them that I and that also very unique. 
no character was like very similar to each other right they were totally different poles apart but it was so interesting you know and the you, the way the they handled that day to day to day life experiences and the other uh, you know funny stuff and experiences and dilemmas and problems that they got into and how you know like in comic books how they exaggeratedly they get out of it or you know what the things that you know happen basically the life of events it was just absolute blast to read these comics it's now since you may not know the characters the service and what not if i were to give you an example just how you like your day to day superhero not your day, by day to day i mean like your 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 modern day superheroes right your supermans your batmans your spidermans just how you like them you may not have read the comics but you may have certainly watched their films similarly just imagine having these characters from their childhood and just compare it to them in a way wherein imagine you would like them to the same extent that you like the superheroes that you do today if that makes sense See the another important aspect about this comic books were that the, the surprising thing that back then which uh, struck me was that nobody right nobody not a single soul knew about them at my school so i was dying you know because i found this amazing service right of that would deliver comic books straight to my house and and since i like reading uh, the stories of about these characters their journey their experiences and the, and you know having this uh, latest issue coming coming to my house i thought that it would be amazing to share this uh, experience with other people my friends at school but unfortunately my, uh, i think that it was a it is it is a moderately expensive hobby that was funded by my parents specifically my father for us in my childhood so uh, you know for our entertainment i'm not really sure that the friends that i was friends with had the privilege of being able to share the same hobby with me because of which or you know in general in my entire class i was i never came across a person who indulged in this same hobby as me so i really felt like uh, i was a part of a secret exclusive club you know like i was the only person in my class who knew about this set of comics and who went back you know and uh, it, at at his house at his home and was reading the these stories from this characters and waiting i re- i remember like every like at the first of every month or like uh, a sunday or something whatever whenever it was scheduled to come i was patiently waiting like let's imagine for the sake of example it comes on a su- every first sunday of the month in the morning right Right? so every sunday morning i you know i didn't not need an alarm i i got up i i did not sleep the entire night when i knew that the next day you know like if it was a saturday i knew the next day it was like the first sunday of the month the comics would be arriving in the mail i used to be awake you know i used to wait for that doorbell i used to open that door i used to take the parcel from the mailman i used to tear it open to shreds the pa- packaging i used to leave nothing i used to open that issue and i used to you know keep it dear to my chest and then i used to have a you know luxurious reading session because i waited a complete month for this you know i i'm i will tell you that it is certainly uh, uh, you know a, a priceless experience you know growing up with comic books uh, and it's not necessarily exclusive to comic books this this feeling can be translated to other hobbies you know uh, but this was that that this feeling that i'm describing came to me from comic books is what i'm trying to say now all good things come to an end and similarly this amazing priceless you know one of a kind like i uh, you know like this comic book service unfortunately came to an end i'm not saying that the company ended or they stopped sending us comics i more so mean it from the point of view that my father stopped the service and uh, and so the thing is that since they stopped coming to our house i could not continue reading them i talked with my father recently before recording this episode just to get his insight on how this exactly happened this entire portion of our childhood and while he too is hazy on the details 
he he told me that he stopped ordering the or uh, he cancelled the subscription of the comic books that used to come monthly to our house because we stopped reading it and maybe we were we grew up and maybe we lost interest uh, and it it could have been but i'm not sure i remember that part but maybe true you know why would you want to have continuous uh, uh, revenue expenditure uh, on something that is not really paying uh, you know the usefulness as well so anyways uh, what happened is in a nutshell the the comic book subscription service stopped and that was uh, after that point no comic books entered this household neither did we or i go out and purchase any comic books so right that uh, at that point in my past the my experiences with comic books came to a permanent end i want to talk about uh, uh, the thing uh, this very funny thing right and i think many might have also experienced this or maybe i'm you know i'm just the only one you know maybe i'm just the only one so the thing i'm talking about is I have watched a lot of Marvel films and DC films, basically superhero films, right? Your Iron Mans, your Batmans, or whatever any superhero film. But when I watched them, and I thought they were amazing films, right? I loved the superheroes in them, fighting supervillains, and you know the the entire shebang. The thing is, I never once correlated or imagined that the superheroes, right, the or, or Marvel and DC, or the movies themselves, and and or the characters were derived from the comics. right that there is a comic out there you know like i did not okay see now see for me this feels very strange you know it's like it's like a concept that was very new to me if, if i were to tell or have a very you know and um, uh, you know an anime enthusiast or a weeb you know that uh, you know like your one piece uh, anime you know the the visual medium is adapted from uh, a manga that is a written medium like comics that that would be very easy to understand right that is like obviously how else would you get the source material slash you know the the translation of one medium to another but if you want to tell me the same thing you know that your marvel superhero movies or like your entire superhero franchise you know came from comics like there were comics you know there were superhero comics like that for some reason does not translate well to my understanding it for it for some reason it feels very foreign to me and i think again i try to find the reason for why i why there is a cognitive dissonance for me for for me to not understand this very simple thing and then i realized that the reason is very simple the reason is availability right the lack of availability which is an issue i can tell you right now that in a 100 km radius in where i live there is not a single uh, shop that will openly sell you your marvel and dc comics right and so it's basically not that hard to believe that uh, see comics especially the marvel and dc ones came up in america originally right so it is only natural that there would be more stores in america where it would be more openly distributed right and as compared to where i live right in india maybe there might be shops right i'm not saying there is not a single marvel or dc comic circulating in india but if you were to compare in from its homeland to a foreign land right you can definitely see the circulation stuff right that is one thing and the second thing is i want to it's like i'm too excited for this episode okay let's see so there is another thing to uh, c- consider as well one was again as i said because there was it, the the marvel and dc comics were not as readily available to me uh, during my childhood i was not able to grow up with it like how some people in america or wherever in the you know it was more available they would have the second thing is that okay the two things that uh, uh, the the thing i'm trying to point out is that one is my minimalism tick nature right so even if i was able to purchase uh you know the comics i probably wouldn't because of the amount of space they take because and how uh, the fact that i am a minimalistic i just like n- not a lot of stuff i like stuff clean empty you know and what not 
And the second thing is disposable income. I did not have disposable income growing up. So it is not like I could just go down the street and purchase like a new comic and come up and whatnot, you know? Okay, I think I've bored you enough with the comic, comic, comic stuff. Let's come back to the present day, you know? Uh, if we want to talk about my present experience, well, I, and see, uh, if we were to talk about my present experience for in my, almost my entire history of growing up, you know, almost uh, so like decades or years of my life lived, I have only like only recently heard, you know, as I said about Marvel and DC comics and never once have I actually gotten the opportunity to hold a copy in my hand. Uh, the only uh, uh, experience that I did was for manga and which is again, I made an episode on that. And in that episode, I purchased uh, the Chainsaw Man volume one copy just so that I could actually feel what a comic book is supposed to feel like. And that was good. Okay, that was good. But don't even get me started how my first and only manga copy was defective. You know what? Unnecessary details. I am trying to say that I did get an opportunity to actually touch the manga, I meant to say Marvel and DC Comics. When did I get that opportunity and how? Well, if you scroll back a little bit in the catalog, you will find an episode where I went to and visited a manga cafe. So during in that episode, basically, I shared the story of how when I went to a manga cafe amongst surrounded by shelves and shelves of manga, there was a shelf and or a section of Marvel and DC Comics. And that was when that day, that experience, I actually did pick a, pick a few magazines of the shelf and our comics. And I actually got to see in the flesh and the, I touched the pages, you know, those magazine style comics and actually read a few chapters of whatever Marvel or DC comics slash issues that they had available to offer. And let me tell you that, wow, like it is wonderful. You know, it's like after having read like the black and white manga and stuff, I'm not, I'm not going to compare the quality and whatnot. I mean, it's debatable. Like again, there is on one end we have Berserk and then the other end we have the entire, you know, Ma Marvel and DC comics. Like it, you can just see the difference in art style one and one is colored, of course, and the other is not. No, it's like, it's like a signature thing. You know, it's like when I say manga, it's like black and white. It's like, a, it's the first thing that comes to mind. And when I say uh, Marvel and DC comics, you're not going to imagine black and white. That's just simply not the first thing that comes to mind. And that is again, uh, what I realized when I opened the pages, every page was colored so beautifully and you know animated or hand-drawn or styled whatever the term is for comics illustrated right beautifully anyway so i came back home from the uh, that manga cafe after having you know read manga and uh, you know like uh, the touched the marvel and dc comics and again as i said that this episode was originally supposed to be the part where i tell you that i became a manga reader because in a previous episode i said that i would and i did okay so what happened is my friends bombarded me with manga recommendations, okay? And they would not stop. And the, the best part is the manga recommendations that they gave me were manga only, right? Meaning that the, these manga, right? The ones that they recommended to me in particular did not have any anime adaptations. So they were all going on and on about how good the story is, you know, talking amongst themselves. And, you know, they were basically trying to make me feel jealous or feel FOMO and whatnot. So I was like, I've had enough and I'm going to become a manga reader. I think, you know, long time listeners know that I'm more of an anime watcher myself. That meaning I would rather watch an anime than read a manga. But that day when uh, this entire shebang was happening, I decided that, you know what? Let's keep the anime aside. The anime can wait. Today, I will start reading manga and catch up on every single recommendation that has been fed to me. And I will show them that I can become a manga reader too. And so I picked up the manga, you know, and I started reading all the titles. 
and within a few months i read so much manga i completed so many manga that i am not going to start naming all of them i will simply name the most uh, notable ones that i read in my journey of becoming a manga reader and of course the journey uh, be- of becoming a manga reader is an ongoing one it's not like you read 5 or 10 or 50 and you call you become a permanent manga reader even after you drop stop reading you know so i know and i am ongoing reading stuff but just for this uh, segment and section let's just say that i will be naming the ones that i've read the notable ones and give us a short commentary on what i think about them the first the one that i want to talk about is berserk and i don't want to say much about it because i made an episode 20 minutes long just rambling on and on about it so if you want to know what i think about it that episode is the one you should go listen to i also read okay i finished reading uzumaki by junji ito i may have not pronounced that as well as i thought i did in the mind simply put it is a very well known horror manga and i i put this as an honorable mention because i started reading this in the manga cafe that i visited i read like the first volume of it or and what not but i couldn't complete it they did not have uh, more volumes or even if they did i did not have the time because you know you you only have it's like a you know like you go in for an hour and you pay for the hour and what not right so i did not have the time available to me to read all of it but i did come home and uh, somewhere along like the weeks uh, after it i did go online and i read read the entirety of it and it was good i loved it uh, and the ending whatever happens and what not it was beautiful and if uh, as of recording this episode i did watch a trailer on youtube showing that uh, that it is a getting an anime adaptation finally after the announcements we actually got a trailer and the trailer looks promising so okay the thing is i have never had that experience many manga readers would have had this experience what experience am i talking about i am talking about the experience where you have read a manga and the manga that you have read gets an announce announcement that it is getting turned into an anime and so you get to see and if you watch that anime you get to see how the manga you have read you have imagined the voices the colors the any any other things you know how it gets adapted you have that experience that oh actually i read the manga you know i am actually on the train you know so yeah, i've never gotten that experience that anything that i have read right a manga in particular has gotten into uh, an anime adaptation right so i think uzumaki might just be the very first one that does that thing for me you know like i can claim that oh actually i've read the manga guys anyways let's talk about something else you know my friends also recommended me oyasumi punpun uh, and all they told me about was how uh, all that they told me about it aka the manga was that how depressing it was and what not and so i went into when went into the manga knowing that it would take a toll on my mental health and after having read the entirety of it let me tell you that it is taxing on the mental health right it is by no means a jolly good happy manga it is an extremely saddening and depressing manga especially what happens to the characters time and time again it's like a repetitive theme but i won't say much about it i will just say that uh, yeah it is it will give you a very negative experience not by any means that the manga itself is bad it's just what happens in the manga to the characters is you guessed it bad now let's move on to something else the next thing that i want to talk about is domestic girlfriend uh, it is basically gigux's favorite aka an anime youtuber if you don't know about him and it is his guilty pleasure and he cannot stop you know raving about it and i for the longest time only watched the first season of the anime a uh, version of this and i i i i it was fine i enjoyed it and for by most people they consider it to be a dumpster fire and after me having read 300 chapters of the entire thing from start to end i can say that the first season of just 12 episodes does not do this 300 chapter long manga justice 
there is so much development and back and forth to the characters that is yet yet to be explored that is only done in the manga portion of the story and uh, yeah it's basically i'm not saying this is the best of the best the, the cream of the cream you know i'm just saying that uh, let's not judge a 300 chapter long manga by just a 12 episode trashy anime right that's all i'm saying but i again i would agree with gigok's opinion i thoroughly enjoyed it as well now finally 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 i was scrolling uh, on mal on the manga list top manga of all time mal again stands for my anime list uh, an anime slash manga website and uh, one of the top i think this was the top fourth fifth or sixth uh, position or uh, the top manga of all time and uh, the manga was called grand blue dreaming and uh, i looked that uh, it had an anime adaptation so i did watch the anime adaptation and i could not stop laughing about it it is basically a scuba diving slash comedy slash seinen uh, manga and uh, yeah that's basically all the genres you need to know about it and apart from that i could not stop laughing after watching the anime and when i realized that this had a manga that was so high up so uh, high ranked i had to read all the 80 80 or so plus chapters of this thing and once i started reading i could not stop reading and apart from not ab- being able to stop reading i was also not able to stop laughing and i can sincerely say that i have read so many comedy manga slash anime in my journey this one gets me laughing like no other this is a very pure and subjective experience but i this is my by far my fam- laugh out loud masterpiece you know my new favorite comedy manga of all time so if you want a recommendation among so many things that i have uh you know recommended i i say that you should try grand blue dreaming give the anime a try if you laugh in the first three episodes that means the humor is compatible with you if you don't find it funny fine you can drop it humor is subjective we get it but unless you watch the first three episodes i don't think you should uh, be judging this so soon enough about all the past stuff tell us me tell us rylan about the current stuff that you're on okay If you are speaking of current stuff I try to keep my schedule low because I'm still I've come back to watching anime so there is just 200 gigs of anime on my plate so again uh, okay if you're talking about the current manga stuff I'm only keeping up with uh, Oshinoko uh, okay I did watch the anime it was amazing and I could not stop myself to wait like 2 or 3 years for the second season and what not so I am reading the manga I have read up to all the 120 chapters on what not is that is released as of this recording this episode and I am liking that the pacing that the manga is at and that the creator is saying that he won't prolong it to a bajillion chapters and that he will actually end it as soon as he can you know or at, at least the end is in sight that's it I think that's the only the current manga I'm reading and so with that I think I can officially say that I have become a manga reader guys I am one of you I can I can also fit the stereotype of uh, you know manga readers be like yes I am that guy now okay so that is my journey from my reading comic books in my childhood to reading japanese comic books aka manga in my presenthood yeah that's not a word uh, present and yeah hopefully uh, like by the next episode I do pick a topic that does not involve nostalgia does not involve childhood but does involve 100% entertainment this is Rylan signing off